It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. The regionals are in the books, and we are on to the sectionals of the state tournament. It's an exciting time of the year. Fair warning, Joe and I just had an hour and 10-minute debate about the all-area team <laughs> offline here, and uh, we're a little beat. <laughs> it's uh, It's been a rough few days um, picking our 20 all-area players. Um, a lot of that is on the coaches. We've had a really bad response to the uh, nominations. It's been really lousy. So there's been oh, a lot of guesswork. Worst ever, would you say, Mike? Yeah, worse since like the popular acceptance of email. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very old. And <laughs> we used to not get a lot of it. We used to get, get a lot via fax <laughs> sometimes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's tough. I mean, it's tough when you're dealing with no statistics and or maybe some ones that we just you really in deep down aren't thinking they're 100 percent accurate but anyway it's and, um, and the best part is it's it's difficult now no one's nominating people's holding but man when these teams come out it's gonna be an awful lot of feelings <laughs> and a lot of people that have a lot to say about it coaches included but now nobody cares and no one's helping us out much so anyway yeah. there's our uh Complaints. Well, we got sectional week. We got a big week. We're previewing. We're doing our podcast uh, usually 24 or 24 hours later. So we're doing this uh, and just going to stick to what we're going to be seeing this week and and what transpires, which is sectional basketball after a, you know, a pretty fun Friday night, actually, Mike, with some really fun buzzer beaters and, um, you know, not some – there wasn't ma- major, major upsets. You know, we'll probably review that a little bit as we talk through these sectionals, though. Yeah, I would say probably fewer upsets than I anticipated. Um, big curious one. But yeah, let's start out. 4A, uh, Barrington, uh, bracket order here. We're going to do this. And uh, that pretty much went, I guess, Barrington over Fremd was a uh, upset as far as the seeds go. But I don't think it was in anyone's mind. And then Prospect over Palatine, I think, was a definite upset. Although Prospect had been playing real well lately. Um, yeah, I just, you know, I, you know, I wrote a little bit about it in my regional rewind story, uh, that's, that's out or coming out, um, just with how well Palatine had been playing sky high off that, you know, rolling medals win, playing on their home court. But again, as I pointed out prospect, you know, when those seeds came out and those matchups came out, it was not one that, that you know, a three seed wanted to have because yeah. prospects playing very, very well, you know, prospect, uh, you know, in that Stevenson matchup, they did play this year. And, uh, you know, that, that, that is always a, a positive um, w- when you know, you can either play or, you know, beat. And they, in this case, prospect beat Stevenson 41 to 40. So it's, it was a toss up, but uh, you know, I, now I think Libertyville and I, I had Palatine winning this sectional, Mike, when it first started. And I just thought they were the hottest team. 
And now I'm going back to the number one seed. I think Libertyville is going to, you know, get out, get out of the sectional. But again, yeah. Bar- Barrington, it's, not, it's in Barrington, right? Yeah. Yeah. What a, Bar- Bar- what a what a Barrington won a second second straight sectional. Oh yeah, that's what I'm. I mean, they barely won the first game. They beat Buffalo Grove by two, you know, and, and then they they beat Fram by five. Yeah, they're they're capable. You know, there's I don't think there's a huge upside with Barrington, but I also don't see them dropping an egg. You know what I mean? Well, well we also don't. They just yeah. pro- we 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 don't know a lot about Barrington because they, to be honest, just blunt their schedule was not very good yeah. i mean it, it just they you know they were out of sight out of mind both at thanksgiving tournament time and christmas tournament time uh so you didn't get you know non-conference matchups and then you look at you know their biggest games were actually mid-suburban league games and they dropped two to palatine uh so i i don't know i i just don't know enough about them i've only seen them once uh it's i gonna stick with you know the, the, i mean i think it comes down i, I think it'll be libertyville and, and stevenson uh in a round three and i think libertyville's gotten them both times so far this year i think isn't that correct i mean yeah uh, I so. yeah no i yeah I, I really remember how high i was in libertyville when i came back from seeing them play uh, yeah i i wouldn't be surprised to see them in champagne i think things go right they can beat as we go into the new trier sectional yeah i don't I feel like none of those teams are really peaking. Yeah, I feel like the Nutrier, it's Nutrier, Glenbrook South, and then Glenbrook. Yeah, Glenbrook but see, I, and... I think there's a whole new peak. When you've won a regional and you win two sectional games, Mike. Then you're on a roll. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, I've seen teams that weren't, you know, just kind of teetering and then just some wind in their sail, life, and they just look fantastic after and you gain so much confidence you have a new belief you know some of these great teams have belief kind of i think all year long and then some of them pick that up i just think i, I just again i think we talked about this in a previous podcast that rolling metals libertyville game uh just a complete yeah. you know domination running clock type deal so uh you know and, and you know libertyville schedule as well is not you know it's 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 okay um it's not the you know the strongest one yeah i guess the uh, way i would see that happening is if new trier upsets rolling meadows at home in the title game i wouldn't be shocked if libertyville took down new trier in yeah, yeah to me that yeah. would be the path um because i yeah. think new, new trier at home and that that might be tough for if they get through who knows yeah anyway yeah i think i mean glenbrook north obviously without josh friedman has got a, a hill to climb against rolling meadows i think nutrier glenbrook south kind of, it's at nutrier but it's still kind of a pick em. um yeah i i, I really like nutrier and glenbrook or nutrier and uh rolling meadows in these two games just because you mentioned the you know in their own gym yeah. glenbrook south i they just kind of fizzle there towards the yeah. end of the year uh and 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 they not i think glenbrook south has has i wouldn't say overachieved you know up until would you say they overachieved up until the first the last three weeks i mean if you looked at what you expected i mean i they lost yeah, i thought ton, I, they lost a ton from that team last year and they done started a, great a little job. slow i thought Right. Yeah, I mean they lost the uh, Rolling Meadows and Evanston and New Trier right out of the gate in December. Yeah. Uh so 
they looked good coming out of York, I thought. Yeah. I, yeah, they I mean they they went on a roll and only, they're only two losses. They they actually lost a prospect. So yeah. But yeah, I I I think, you know, I saw the new tree rolling medals game back in December. Uh it was myself and about 35 other people <laughs> in South Elgin. And it was one of the better games I saw this year. Um I think it's going to develop again. Rolling Meadows, I think, had a 20-point lead in that game. It was somewhere between 18 and 22-point lead. And they stormed back and beat Rolling Meadows at the you know in the final seconds. So it's just it's gonna be I think it's a great game, though. I mean, I think it's a one of the marquee sectional matchups. I'm not a big fan of where the game's at, you know, at Nutrier. I'm not a big I, I I don't know. It's kind of a weird sectional championship site for me. Indeed. Well, Gideon Brown guard Ian Brown, <laughs> whoever it is yeah. in that one. Um and then oh boy, Bartlett. Um Bennett has rolled through. Um <laughs> they're gonna face Lake Park. On the other side, I guess this is my, I'll, I'm going to give you a question, Joe, here, because this is what I, I've got written down for this one. Okay, Wheaton Warrenville South, they've been on the cusp of the rankings all year, didn't get in, they got in today because they're still playing. They destroyed Glenbard East, they beat Naperville North, a team I kind of like, by 15 points, they've had an up and down year. Next up is it's Wheaton Warrenville South against Geneva. I saw Wheaton Warrenville South just humiliate Geneva. Geneva was without one of their best players. It'll be closer this time. But let's say that Bennett and Wheaton Warrenville South gets through to the sectional championship game. No, neither team has much size. It's going to be a obviously slowdown game. My question is, can Wheaton Warrenville South, could they give Bennett a real scare on Friday night? Uh, two things. One, I think if there's any sectional opponent that Bennett did not or would not now, now first of all let's make this clear this is one of the weaker sectionals in the state of Illinois in 4A uh maybe, maybe second weakest but I and Bennett is and I don't want to jinx you Bennett but <laughs> you, you are the overwhelming favorite it's 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 without question the biggest sectional favorite going into the sectional that there is in Illinois however if there's one team that you would like to avoid not just because of the two seed, but because of how they play. It would be Wheaton South. You just don't like facing their. It's hard to run your offense against Wheaton South when they're doing that ball press zone pressure defense. It's just, uh, you know, you get frustrated chasing them uh, defensively. But to answer your question, I don't because I think there is a significant difference between last year's Wheaton South team that I loved and this Wheaton South team that I've seen play. I, last year's team was really scary to me for any normal team. And normal, I mean, anybody but Glenbard West. <laughs> you know, and Glenbard West just had the size and height to annihilate Wheaton South. But that Wheaton South team last year, I think they lost two games in the regular season, Mike, and I think they were combined two or three points total. This is just not that team, so I don't, I don't think they will. Um, you know, it's high school basketball. Bennett isn't a juggernaut by any means, as far as just going out there and overpowering you with pure talent. But it's just, I, I think that's too 
too tall of a hill to climb for uh, the Tigers in that. I you got it's funny because you know Jack Gleason sees Wheaton Warrenville South a lot. You'd seen him. I didn't see him until what a few weeks ago, and I don't know from everything anybody said comparing it to last year. I was ex- I guess I had my expectations got lowered too much because <laughs> when I when I saw Wheaton Warrenville South, I was kind of impressed. They were better than I expected. Um, I thought the sophomore was a little dynamic and brilliant. Oh, Meredith was good. Yeah. Who 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 who'd you send play? Geneva. Yeah, they did. They, they, that was a really lopsided one. Was that the lopsided one? Yeah, because they didn't have uh, Michael Rasmussen. Jimmy didn't, or uh, is it Jimmy Rasmussen? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were missing him. This that was, but it was still. It was like they scored twenty. It was fifty six to twenty four or something. Um. So anyway, I, yeah, I think, and I, I mean, to me, there's been some Bennett warning signs. Some close games the end of the year. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, know. Like we, like we talked about last week, I think that was just a. Things are a little bit stale. Uh, you know, I saw Wheaton South play one of the better teams in the state, uh, Sacred Heart Griffin, uh, at Christmas, and it was not really close. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and, and from a talent perspective, pure talent, Sacred Heart Griffin is more probably more talented than Bennett. Uh, I'm not saying that they're a better team because they're two of the best teams in the state, and they could. Heck, they could be two state champions, actually. But, yeah, so I like Bennett over Wheaton South. Um, and I think Wheaton South takes care of Geneva again in that semifinal, even though, whew, you you have the emotional high, of speaking to Jimmy Rasmussen, uh, of winning one of the most dramatic regional final games. If anybody wasn't paying attention, big corner three at the buzzer to win on their home court. It's a lot of fun to see that that highlight. Next up is the Rockford Jefferson sectional, which I mean, Joe, at least I've seen Huntley twice and I've seen St. Charles East. I have not seen Hampshire or Rockford Auburn, but I mean, I uh, have, there's four teams. (laughs) I have, I have only seen Rockford Auburn. Okay. Well, there we go. (laughs) So Um, does he, I don't know. You're going to have to, uh, you're going to be the expert. Yeah. Huntley's, competitive <laughs> um, i've seen them lose twice they were fine um this is a to me this is just a why i mean basically these two sectionals together i mean oh boy um, yeah i mean i i i mentioned that bennett yeah. that it was an overwhelming favorite in a yeah. in in the second week or the second week of sectional in the state that we're now we're getting into the weakest <laughs> yeah yeah so because dekelb lost i guess we should say hampshire upset dekelb and dekelb at least had some upside i thought um yeah and i had you know as we we did the regional preview last week i had rockford auburn uh as a team to kind of watch even though they're the three seed in this subsectional setup i still like rockford auburn i did see them but i also like them just you know scoreboard watching things like that i yeah. i think auburn takes care of hampshire and then you know it's interesting because st charles east and huntley i don't know we haven't talked about them all year uh for the most part um I, I don't yeah know. i haven't seen rockford auburn but i will go with you i will go with them for sure and and let's move into the big one here because this is uh, st rita for some reason has taken on this is the st rita sectional we got kenwood against bloom and then brother rice against st rita for some reason, I think we talked about it in the podcast a month or so ago. St. Rita's the villain. Maybe it's because they got the transfer. But for some reason, the readers and 
social media really doesn't like St. Rita. I don't exactly know why they're likable kids. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's they're, they're, they're rooting for their losses. Yes. Um, yes. You know, it's, they're the villains. Like why are you ranking these bums? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. geez. Well, I think this is going to be maybe a rough two weeks for those people. <laughs> Maybe. Is the feeling I'm getting. 71 to 41 demolition of Home and Flossmore in the regional final. 104 to 47 in the first round. St. Rita Morgan Park. I- I'm going to say it. This is probably meaningless. I love it when a state championship contender scores 100 points in the first playoff game. <laughs> and uh, this is a rematch in the Catholic League here, a semifinal at St. Rita. You know, the, they went to Brother Rice and beat yeah. Brother Rice back in December. St. Rita, to me, is playing better than they were in December when they did beat them. So I like St. Rita, and then I I don't think Bloom can – I think Bloom persevered and kind of regrouped after battling some injuries and and, and skidding a little bit down the stretch of the regular season. And, you know, congrats to the – for Bloom to knock off Maris in a mild upset uh, to get a shot at Kenwood. But that's just going to be too much – too much size, especially with the injuries that they're dealing with, uh, for um, for Bloom to handle. And then St. Rita on their home court, you get, you know, if this St. Rita Kenwood game materializes, Mike, I think it's just a huge statement opportunity for St. Rita and the Chicago Catholic League, because, and again, I, if Brother Rice beat St. Rita, I would not be stunned. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Rita's favorite, even though they're the three seed and Rice is the two. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think St. You know, Brother Rice is going to. Would you be surprised if it was a lopsided game? Brother Rice and St. Rita? No, no. I think it's a bad matchup. I think for Brother Rice. I just, I, I just think they can. They're, they're too senior dominated that the for them to just and too good of a point guard to. You know, to get rattled and, and blown out. But I, I mean, I think St. Rita get, does win. And again, I get back to that matchup, potential matchup at Kenwood. That's that is one of the best matchups in the state of Illinois from a talent perspective. I don't know if you will find anywhere in state tournament play. I don't care if it's the state championship game in, in Champaign um, or a super or any other sectional final. St. Rita Kenwood will have the the most resembled look of a college game that you'll find in Illinois because you're talking a boatload of high-level Division One players playing in a sectional championship is going to be a, a a blast to see for a for a fan. I mean, it, yeah, I, I'm already kind of excited about it. I'm clearly not rooting for anybody, but I would very much on Friday night like to go watch St. Rita against Kenwood. I do. Uh, I'm kind of happy it's in the city. I don't, the St. Rita gym's not ideal for it, but then I'm looking and boy, it would be pretty awesome to see that game at, you know, Homewood Flossmore, you know, the amount or, of fans we could pack in or bloom. Yeah. Or Oak lawn, you know, something like that. It, it is neat that it's in the city since it's the city teams, that's cool. But, and, and I think it's going to be a, even more of a raucous atmosphere uh, just because it's on St. Rita's court. Oh yeah, and, 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 and this is why you know Kenwood. I give you know Mike Irvin some credit too. This is why he scheduled those games like at Bennett or playing Bennett on their home floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 
it's a great pepper preparation. So uh, that's going to be a battle. Uh, I would not, I mean, in my pre pre tournament picks, I, I, I did pick Kenwood to get through. I just, I think you and I were texting I don't know, within the week and said, man, I just feel like St. Rita's kind of putting it together and might be the team that plays in Champaign. We'll see. Cause that's, you know, we go from this sectional, Mike, right to Hinsdale Central, two of the toughest sectionals, probably the toughest sectionals in the state. And they're paired up against one another in the super. So you go right to there, that Hinsdale Central, where it's the West Suburban Silver, Downers North. Hinsdale Central and Lions with the one public league giant, Whitney Young. And it's at Hinsdale Central. Fury's been discarded. Gets upset by Lions. The question to you, does Young take down two West Suburban Silver teams and get through this in what will be two, I don't care who they play, two pretty hostile environments, uh, games that they're going to have to face particularly if they play Hinsdale Central in the championship game. Yeah, there is not one team in the state right now that I am more unsure about than Whitney Young. I just don't, you know, I was there for the demolition against Curie. You know, even the Joliet West game that was close, they were down by 18. But but you know, I've seen positive signs. I think, you know, Antonio Munoz has really come into his own. You know, they did charge back in those games. Yeah, and, and 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 I, you know, I usually talk to uh, Coach Slaughter, Tyrone Slaughter, you know, after a game or during the week of a, what, you know, I didn't hear anything about the Lincoln Park game except for the score. So I don't know if it was a game that wasn't as close as the score indicates. If you remember, if you look at that, at 69 to 63 yeah. over a team that, I mean, Lincoln Park has struggled this year. And, I would not expect that game to have been that tight. Now, maybe it wasn't as close and maybe, you know, nonetheless, it was a six point game and they're going to have their hands full with Downers Grove North. I I feel like Downers Grove North doesn't know what they're getting into though. Maybe that sounds, I just don't know if they've played the schedule. I, I do think they're good. I liked what I saw. I just feel like it's a step up in class that they aren't prepared for. Yeah, I mean, they've played in some good environment games in that league. You know, you're not facing the type of athlete that they're going to face. They got a dose of that in the regional final against Proviso East, uh, which, you know, they they handled double digits. So, you know, and and they do rely on some juniors, particularly Jack Stanton, a terrific junior guard, one of the best shooters in the state. But they haven't lost, Mike. So this is, I don't care if you want to call it a false sense of confidence, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. They haven't lost since early January. Uh, so, and that was like a, they haven't lost since the three overtime defeat to Hinsdale central. So I. Yeah. See, I, I just, I, I, I get that. But if you look at what lions, especially the schedule lions played, you know, they just knocked off Curie in the big upset, but lions was prepared. You know, they played a really good schedule this season. You know, what, what I'm going through, Rolling Meadows, they played for sure. They went into the city, into Hyde Park, and destroyed Perspective's leadership. You know, they've played Ignatius. Yeah. You, you know, Palatine. Yeah, I feel like Lions got themselves prepared to, you know, take on a beat Curie, you know, second year in a row, I guess. 
and do that. And Hinsdale Central, I think, has a legit star in an Oosterbahn. I, I'm very worried. I think the young, if it's young Hinsdale Central at Hinsdale Central, holy moly. Now that, that's trouble. I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting here in a week and Kenwood and Young both just lost. They both have to play on the road, possibly, in right. sectional title games. I See, mean, like, like the, not, I don't want to take anything away from any other sectionals, but if we were this amped up for all the sectionals, do you know what I mean? <laughs> These two sectionals are, are a blast. They've got storylines. Yeah, they, they, They've got marquee matchups, heavy hitters when it comes to talent. And they're going to be full gyms, and which is the, the best part about sectional basketball. This is my favorite week of the high school basketball season. I love the supers and the state tournament or the state finals, but I, I, I just love uh, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday deal during the sectionals. And these two sectionals are exactly the the atmosphere and the vibes, and the types of teams, and the high level talent, and the high ranked teams um, that 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 you love to, to to watch at this time of the year and. <laughs> What when I, <laughs> when I was a when ahead. I was a fan, um, I probably mentioned this in the podcast. I I thought I was so angry when Joliet played on the Tuesday or on the Wednesday, and the other team got to play on Tuesday. I thought it was so unfair that for such a huge game, one team only gets one day off and another team gets two. That drove me mad. <laughs> it was. It's I'm like, sure. That, I, there are coaches that must feel that way. Yeah. And then there's a way of looking at like, well, we get no matter what, we get one extra day of uh the the feeling of being relevant yeah. <laughs> before before we lose. Somebody gets knocked out on Tuesday yeah. and we still get to play. So I yeah, I but I'm glad it's this way. I would hate double headers. I don't want that ever to happen and usually can't because of yeah, the, they're too big the yeah, attendance. Yeah, but yeah. I get the point. But yeah, to me it's I mean Hinsdale Central is gonna I mean that game against Lions is going to be just be a a mad scene on Wednesday, you know. They're going to turn around and get Whitney Young. I, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. I'm excited. I saw I got my first, you know, not my first, my second look at Hinsdale Central. But Ben Oosterbahn was really impressive. Um, so, so do you have Young Hinsdale Central in the final? I do. Yes. Yeah. Who you got? Who? Who? who See, who then, then that one I can't. I I have no idea. That I. <laughs> that's yeah. tough for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't. And I did like Towners North, but like you said, it, to me they're young. To me they're a year yeah. away from from that. Um, oh boy! And then we head over to Bolingbrook. I am. Uh, everybody probably saw I went out to Joliet West. I'm so glad I did. I almost didn't. I've been worried about covering them too much or whatever, but I haven't covered them as much as a lot of the top five teams or any of the other ones. So it was so much fun to be in a full gym and Joliet surging against Romeoville for that playoff. Jeremiah Fears really kind of came into his own. Uh, played. Probably the best game I've ever seen him play. He, uh, it's funny, you know, really young kids. You watch them kind of figure stuff out, and in, in that game and that that night, Jeremiah Fears figured out. I talked with his older brother Jeremy about this afterwards. We were laughing about it. That he's he's so long. You know, he's not the tallest kid in the world, but he's got a wingspan and he's so fast. Jeremiah Fears figured out that the trouble he can give an opponent when he face guards him with that length. You know, it was a nightmare for Troy Cicero, having Jeremiah Fears just spread his arms and follow him around and try to deny him the ball. And I think that's just a lesson that's going to be so valuable for 
Jeremiah Fears and Joliet West over the next few years. And it's always fun to watch a, a young kind of offensive star really get into playing defense. And, you know, he liked to steal the ball before, but this was a whole new level and it, it should be really good for the Tigers going forward. And I just don't, I, I, I Lincoln went East. I've seen a couple times and I, I, I like them. There's a record breaking season in terms of, I think it's the highest win total in the program yeah. history. They've, won their second regional, I think, in program history. But I just don't like this matchup at all for them. I think Juliet West, uh, you know, I, I like them by double figures. And then I think the other semifinal is going to be terrific, just as the regular season game was. You know, Bolingbrook beat Oswego East. You know, they're the 2-3. So here we got, you know, the one, two, three, four seeds all made it through in the sectional as we expected. And, you know, Bolingbrook beat Oswego East by a bucket. I think they won by two uh, the first meeting. So I, I expect that, uh, you know, to go that way, just like that again. Down to the wire, um, final few possessions, we'll decide this one. And, you know, it's just, it'd be interesting because Joliet West and Oswego East has played each other before in Joliet West gym and Oswego East, you know, took care of them. So, I I think Oswego East does get by and beats Bolingbrook, even though it's at Bolingbrook. Uh, and then I like Joliet West to get out of there as I as I forecasted at the beginning. I think this Bolingbrook Oswego East game might be my favorite sectional semi. Um, you know the brother Rice Rita is fun, really matters and true, but yeah, I like this game a lot. I kind of think maybe that's where I'll go. The Bolingbrook Oswego East game haven't decided totally yet. I think. Uh, to me, it's playoff time, and Bolingbrook's at home, and I think they take Oswego East. Um, yeah. And that, that's not really what I want from a Joliet West perspective, having to play Bolingbrook at home for a sectional title. It's going to be a tough one. Bolingbrook kind of quietly throughout the season developed their size. You know, they didn't have it the whole time. Um, and that's going to be an issue, and who knows where it goes. But, yeah, that Bolingbrook-Oswego East game, super fun, um, no doubt. Do you have anything, I guess, Moline, I'll just run through it. O'Fallon plays Quincy. Normal plays Moline. Moline's the kind of heavy favorite. Yeah, Moline will get one. the – now that the Foxes of Yorkville are done, beat a great season, <laughs> uh, taken yeah. down by Normal. Uh, yeah, Moline, you know, I don't know. I, I heard some good things about Quincy, but beating Moline uh, at Moline is not going to be easy for anybody. I love Moline. The setup, which you know, we I talked about, I think is going to be the best super sectional, which we'll be talking about preview in a week from now. I think I strongly think we'll be talking Moline and Joliet West, Mike. So we'll see. Oh boy. Um, on to 3A. De La Salle has uh made a run through, they're going to get Fenwick at home, and uh, then Iggy against Westinghouse. We should get a De La Salle Ignatius rematch. Um, likely in that sectional, it's at De La Salle. So the Meteors yeah. didn't get talked about much, but in a cat, you know, they've been playing better, have gotten better and better. Uh, and you know, it's a you know, St. Ignatius has been through this, been down this road. Some of those guys, like Jackson Kentucky and Richard Barron, and you know, they, they, they've been in this position before last year, making it all the way to Champaign. Uh, I, I kind of like Deal Sal to live up to that one seed, kind of junk it up and, and, and win it. But again, it's an an opportunity for a Catholic League team to get out of, of with a sectional championship. 
The um, then we got Lake Forest is a heavy favorite in Gray's Lake. Hillcrest, you know, will, will likely get through and be on their own floor against Lamont or Marion. Mar- Marion, Marion Catholic. We saw what they did to Lamont already this season. Um, kind of tough to see Hillcrest um getting knocked off there. I guess the one I want to talk about, probably the best three A sectional semi is at Glenbard South of all places, Mount Carmel against Hyde Park. Yeah, I think I think that's where I'll be. Uh, get to see you know some prospects as well, some underclassmen. I like to see some underclassmen this time of year. Uh, with uh, you know Jarrell uh, Baldwin at, at Hyde Park and Angelo Ciarvino a junior, but you know DeAndre Craig is is you know the Catholic Player of the Year, and he is the catalyst. I like Mount Carmel, even though you know they stubbed their toe a bit here down the stretch uh, to regroup, beat Mount, uh, beat Hyde Park, and. Get a shot at Simeon. Simeon will discard, take care of St. Lawrence. I don't think anybody is knocking off Simeon. Uh, I think they roll and, and win the sectional. But I, I, the Mount Carmel-Simeon game does intrigue me. Um, and I, I won't be shocked if Hyde Park does beat Mount Carmel. But I just think that um, you know that DeAndre Craig leading the way is, uh, is going to push them through. Mount Carmel's an enigma. Everybody has conveniently forgotten the 15-point demolition of Moline. <laughs> we, we know they have the upside. You know, we, we've seen them take it down. I would will mention St. Lawrence, who uh, is playing Simeon. What a great run for them with a young team. You know, even getting to get into a sectional semi to even lose to Simeon, that's huge. I think Bloom as well, we kind of glut, they're super young. So they're, they're likely to lose to Kenwood, but man, the experience gained from both those young teams and this playoff run will be really helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mount Carmel, you know, it took, it took care of Moline and Curie, uh, you know, by double digits or, you know, earlier in the year. Yeah. Uh, it's just they kind of got to refine that because they lost, you know, they went three and four. I believe down this stretch of the regular season with a couple of, you know, a couple of head scratching losses, but yeah, I, I said, mean, just too good, man. They're, they're, they're going to get through. Uh, Burlington central is uh, hosting the next one. It's crystal Lake South and Marmion was impressed with Marmion when I think that'll be a fun game. Marmion against Burlington central. Then we got the Metamora, the favorite in um, Galesburg Centralia, I think we got East St. Louis coming out of there, most likely. And then we have SHG, most likely coming out of Decatur MacArthur. Quickly, before we wrap up, I would like to mention a little bit about 2A and 1A. Let's go with 1A first. Uh, Kind of an under-the-radar DeSales team has a shot, I think, to get to that normal ISU super sectional, which would give us a possibility of two 1A Chicago teams in Champaign, which is super weird. Uh, and would upset people, right, Joe? I just wish I knew a little bit more about 1A for the podcast. Uh, you want DeSales <laughs> and Marshall both to get there? Uh, sure. Uh, That'd be wild, huh? I mean, I, I mean, I, I like the Scales Mound team. Yeah, I saw that they're still doing well. They're still involved. Still, the, still uh, rolling. Yep, yeah, look came, out. Um, Higley Big Rock. <laughs> yeah, HBR. Uh, Harvest Christian, I've heard their best player, actually grew up in Rolling Meadows. And played with all those kids and would have could have been on this Rolling Meadows team, which we know they could use another guy. So I I found that kind of fascinating, actually. Uh, I guess they have a a high scoring young man. But also, I wanted to kind of rip myself a little bit. You see who's still alive in 2A? 
uh wells i don't yes okay i I mean i can literally walk there in five minutes i have not covered wells all year wells knocks off francis parker who you know had a nice run at the dipper that's a huge win for them and they're playing in a sectional semi-final against north lawndale and i have not covered them i feel pretty bad about that they are senior heavy so there was like no young kid to check out but yeah i guess keep an eye on wells we know north lawndale is beatable but DePaul prep obviously Bang, I bought my stock. I yeah. got my DePaul stock. It's still sitting low. It's, it's ready to it's ready to rise, Mike. Heavy favorites there um, for sure. But, oh, boy, here we go. Uh, all area team will be out later this week if Joe and I can ever let it out of our clutches. <laughs> and uh, player of the year coming as well. A um, little bit of, of exciting stuff as we get ready for the super sex- sectionals, which remember, everybody, those will be on Monday. So, uh, I'm still getting used to this new playoff format. I'm guessing comes quick, and then we'll a week yeah. next time. Next time we'll be talking. I guess we are just let them know we're don't think we're previewing the supers. We'll be previewing state, correct? Yeah, I yeah. think that's. Uh, Jeez. Well, next time we talk, there's only going to be 16 teams left in Illinois. Boy, so this is the last podcast before a possible Moline uh, Juliet West. Uh, oh, yeah. Whew, not nervous about that at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, it was fun though. It was, uh, but we got a couple minutes left. I'll squeeze it in. It, it's. I think it was pretty valuable for me to like. You, you report on things for too long, you forget what it's like to be a fan, and um, I think that's valuable to kind of remember every once in a while. I think it's better than. Uh, it's more valuable than the bias is hurting my work because man i was being in that gym watching that it kind of reminds me what everybody's going through right now <laughs> these teams and these fans at, at this run and i got a little bit of taste of that as more than just a reporter on friday so i think that was helpful and uh it's going to be an exciting exciting run especially with teams like Jolia west and moline and rolling meadows you know being really good kind of areas that don't get that too often so mm-hmm. go out see a game enjoy the week and we will be back with the state tournament preview